Hi peeps, you're listening to Simple Living with KT. This is KT and today we're going to have a little informal chat today because I watched a video and it was a rant and I'm not going to have a rant <laughs> here today but I just wanted to look at a generic situation from multiple angles um, because in the video that I was watching the speaker was very passionate about a company and it was because they were unethical and he laid out the entire situation and I will say at first I wasn't really paying attention to the video and so I actually went ahead and listen to it again to make sure I got the details and I listened to it again and I just I don't fully agree I'm not gonna say exactly which video it was but just that um, I'm gonna give a very closely related <laughs> example um, as we go on in our talk here and it's up to you to decide um, where you lie in this because for me I think that what's right and wrong unfortunately is a scale and it can go back and forth on what is truly right and what's wrong or good or bad or what's ethical and unethical because the situations change the circumstances change um, being unfair and being unethical, I don't think, are the same things, <laughs> um, unfortunately, I think, for many people. And so in the situation that I'll get to in a moment, I would say it's unfair. It's not what I would like to happen. In short, it sucks. <laughs> but I wouldn't say unethical. And especially looking from it from businesses a business perspective with two businesses that perhaps um, have a conflict of interest and we'll get to that as well just unfair or you're at a disadvantage but not unethical and so first let me start by just found the first definitions that I found of the word ethics and um, where we both definitions I think they're both important because sometimes I think I go back and forth between the two without even explaining them and so just to say I could be using this in two different ways and if I change ways I'll try to point it out and so the first definition is for ethics is moral principles that govern a person or group's behavior and that in general just like let's say saying I have a moral code or um, I know what's right and wrong or I have principles or ideals but the second way is the branch of knowledge that deals with moral principles and so that's like a philosophy um, and once again an area or branch of knowledge and that's how you're thinking about things that's what you learned if you had to take the class in college um, an ethics class where they make you sit and they 
your teacher probably, if it was anything like my professor, tried to tell you that there is one ethical thing. There is always the ethical thing to do in every situation. And still to this day, I don't think that argument holds water. And so we're going to get into this right here. And so if there's any question whether I think that there's always um, a black and white scenario for ethics, I don't. <laughs> I, there's just so much going on in the world that I, I don't. I really, really don't. I think in some situations it's easier to see than others, but to say that someone is being unethical goes so far that's meaning that they are blatantly or even I guess it doesn't have to be blatant because if they never had a structure in their lives that really drew out what right and wrong is then they're probably doing unethical things all the time without even realizing it and being ignorant of what is ethical and what is not ethical doesn't matter to me. I don't think that your being aware of what right and wrong changes what right and wrong is in those easy to interpret situations. And so let's um, continue with drawing out the situations that you can really see what the dilemma is that I'm facing. Or I guess it wouldn't be a dilemma for myself because I know where I stand, but where you might find yourself in a dilemma. And so the situation, and I'll just insert myself to make it real for you. So let's say I have a business and I sell, what do I sell? I sell a really cool program to community centers and it helps students learn how to um, learn how to play the piano really quickly and for whatever reason this is obviously very important and all the community centers are buying licenses to my program so they can teach this process this method to the students it's awesome that's my life passion to make sure that people can play the piano um, as quickly as possible and that saves time and money for everyone in the long run. So that is what I sell. And I then get sponsors because having someone to, you know, bankroll me isn't bad. And so I have sponsors and the sponsors are from um, people who give music lessons, um, some theaters in the area, and in particular, um, a leading theater that's actually um, a national theater decides to sponsor me as well. Um, the local branch sponsors me in my area, and so I'm very thankful for that, and everything is good. It comes time to renew the contract, and this is for the large sponsor that I have that's a national company but only the local branch is sponsoring me 
and they say, you know what, we are actually not going to renew our sponsorship with you this year, um, best of luck. And that's fine. Um, I know that at any time any of my sponsors can pull out and I will find other ones. And so I'm going back to the community centers um, just to make sure everything's good, keep my working relationship with them for um, this method that they're using. And they tell me that the sponsor that pulled away approached them for a another program that they say is better than my program. <laughs> and maybe they don't even call out my program by name, but they just say that it's the best. And of course, they're a national um, company and that it'd be great to, of course, have the local communities working with a big national community, national business and that they believe that their method is the best in the world. And so that comes back to me. And I am now upset, obviously, because they canceled their sponsorship, obviously because they realized it'd be a conflict of interest because they're now peddling the same thing that I'm peddling <laughs> to um, these community centers. And this is where, in the scenario that I watched earlier, this is where um, the speaker was just really upset. He, of course, said it was unethical that they would do that, that basically it's completely unreasonable, and just that a company would do that is just absolutely unethical. But there's just, I think, another side that I think is a little more important. My company, as I said, is a local company. Um, we are looking to expand. We have um, reach in other states. We're, we're getting out there. I would say we are national now with this program to the community centers, um, but we're not everywhere. But we do have a national reach, and so we are a national brand. Everyone, um, for the most part, knows our name in some shape or form, even if they don't know that we specifically sell this product to the community centers, they know what we're about. And I've specifically found partners that are in the same arena. They're in the music sphere. They work with piano players. They work with music education. And so everyone is looking to expand their business, to get into new um, spheres and expand their influence. And so to me, it would make sense that the people who sponsor me might say, you know what, I could do what she's doing and I could do it better. And maybe not even that, especially if it's a national company, it could come from way on high, you know? Um, it's not necessarily that specific national branch that has it out for you to say, oh, you know what? We have it out for you and, or we have it out for your business, basically, um, that we want to 
more directly compete with you and just rip off what you're doing and I think there's a big leap to go from just saying that let's just say in the worst case scenario they got the idea from my business model from selling to the Mickey community centers that they then said you know what we want to do that as well and we're going to do the exact same thing and we're going to try to take um, that business right from under them that is the worst case scenario but there are many steps to that which includes I then have to go past the idea that you know they're in the same sphere and it makes sense that they would logically expand in that direction especially in today's climate where people are really interested in music education and so once again the it's a different industry but it's something that I believe that people are more interested in now and actually I will say the industry the industry is finances <laughs> um, and I think that's something that people are more interested in especially now that people are looking to start their own businesses and looking to um, have side projects I think they're starting to realize oh my goodness there's so much that goes into this like taxes and budgeting and um, balancing checkbooks and credit unfortunately so many things that go into everyday life especially if you have a business that you realize you did not learn that in school and depends on who your parents are but that didn't come up at home either and so I've personally seen it be more in the forefront of people's lives that are growing up now that are in high school and say like oh no I actually had it's not a lot but a little section in class that taught this um, I have a friend who um, knows a lawyer I don't remember what state she's in but she helped get legislation passed so that the schools have to teach finance and I think that's brilliant and so of course with people who know the finance industry they're going to pick up on those trends I picked up on it because I also am interested in it because I'm interested in knowing what people know and how they get to know it and so there are certain trends that I look at and so I think that's important and just for me personally knowing that and seeing that in my little realm it just makes sense to me that a large national company would also pick up on that trend in finance and be in competition with someone else eventually that got out with the product first and so maybe I'm completely wrong <laughs> but I 
don't think that's unethical. I think it's illogical to think that that wouldn't happen. Because if it wasn't that large company, which, of course, if it was a smaller company, I think there's a bigger chance that they wouldn't compete. They just say, you know what? We know Bob personally, and so we're not going to compete in finances with Bob because we all live in small city in Montana, and so no competing with Bob. But with a national company, they don't look at Bob. <laughs> they don't know Bob. They know where they're going and where they want to go, and they know that they probably sent out a memo to everyone to look for any conflicts of interest and to make sure that they were nullified before they move forward. And unfortunately, that affected Bob. And that's how I choose to look at things because my glass is more than half full. <laughs> and if I look at it from any other way, I think I'm doing myself a disservice. That is a poor way of viewing the world that I live in because I have to live there every single day. And I don't want to settle for less. And I don't want to settle for just going by. And I don't want to have to settle for being upset every single day. But as I say, and you've probably heard me say many times, that's just me. It doesn't have to be you. But there are many times I think there is a battle between what's ethical and what's practical. And I don't think that just because something is practical that makes it ethical. But just looking at this from the other side, in this instance, I don't even think ethics was on the table at all. I don't think it, once again, I think it's sad. I think it's unfair, perhaps. Maybe even not <laughs> unfair, because I think that if you have a good enough product, you're going to win out in the end. Of course, um, a lot of times money can sway that if you can lowball or if you give other sort of incentives for people to get something from you, then yeah, that could sway it. But once again, in this um, world that I'm living in, <laughs> I think that's a very half-empty way of looking at the world. And in my more than half-full way of looking at the world, I just think of it as saying, you know what? Um, we have the same exact product, but... And you know what? They just stole half of my business. This is not the end. You can't live on just doing one thing. Change it up. Do something different. Move forward. Keep going. And that goes with anything. If you are trying to make a new friend, 
and everything you're doing is coming up short, it doesn't mean cut your losses and say you'll never be this person's friend. Just say, you know what, maybe I'm looking at this all the wrong way. And with that, um, let me just bring up a funny situation. I was talking to someone I met, and of course we have uh, mutual friends, and there's a new girl, and I just remember, um, it was so long ago, but I just remember um, the girl I was talking to, let's say her name's Heather, saying that she didn't like, I don't, let's think of another name. Let's go Mark. Didn't like Mark. I'm like, oh, that's a shame. Well, I like Mark. That's all right. Well, sorry you don't like Mark, Heather. And that wasn't even the thing that got me. It was a really long time after um, I stopped seeing Mark, stopped seeing Heather. um, And just thinking back on it, because Heather was saying, you know what, Mark is just so dead, like, he doesn't contribute anything, and when he does, it's just so negative, and you can just tell he doesn't want to be around anyone, and I just remember, man, I had, I thought I had good conversations with Mark. Now I'm going back thinking if he was showing any of those signs that you're saying, but... I just always remember having a good time with Mark. And so I just realized, you know what? Maybe Mark could just tell that you (laughs) were not a fan of him. And I think that, for me, the difference between um, half glass full and half glass empty, I'm having, in many (laughs) instances, having a way different experience than the people around me. And I am thankful for that, and I'm always hoping it stays that way. And not even hoping, I'm working so that it stays that way. Because I know a lot of half-empty people, or not even half-empty, even just the glass is as full as it is. Just, (laughs) we're not embellishing anything We know that there is liquid in the glass and there is air because air fills up any volume around it. (laughs) That is what we know. And that's also just so interesting to me how people are okay with that as well. And you're probably thinking, what? KT has a problem with that. And no, I really don't. But (laughs) I would still rather look for the bright. There are many times where if I'm just starting to get to know someone, I won't go all the way into my, like, everything is super duper sunshine and rainbows. I'll keep it to the the weather is the weather that is outside. It is what Google says it is. There is no more. There is no less. There is as much water as 
is water in this cup. There is no more, there is no less. But when I start opening up, I am full blown, um, always put the scale to 11. Like <laughs> when I'm trying to describe something or when I'm trying to um, see the outlook of where I'm going or describing where I'm going to people. And sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't click and it doesn't resonate, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I do sometimes tone it differently, but I just never want to be in a situation where I can't see it from someone else's point of view, or I can't see the perceived big picture, because I think that's where we get lost in thinking that something is unethical or that everyone is only out for themselves or that you're not going to get ahead because you're the little guy. I think that's where it comes from. And it's a little bit in your mind. And that is something that we, I think, for the most part, we're all striving to get around. (laughs) If not, let me know. Always, always let me know. And as always, if you like this, um, certainly like the podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that you get any new ones. And I am, I am missing, not missing, but I didn't put up, um, the communication video, which I had spoken about, I'm going to put that up, and just a little note about my, um, material purging, um, process, um, still definitely in the process, I'm just thinking about places to take some of my clothes, like, I know I'm sending, some of it to Haiti. I am thinking about going to like a consignment shop for some of the items. Um, just to, I guess, well, if I take it to a consignment shop, they would pay for some of the items. And so just to see, I've never done it before. And I figure if I'm doing a purge like this, I'll probably not have another purge like this for a long time. Hopefully ever I won't need to do something <laughs> this drastic. Um, I'll count the pieces because it's honestly has to be near a hundred if not more pieces which is a lot. I hope you know. Is a lot. Especially when I'm just talking about clothes. Just how did I accumulate all this? Very very carefully. And (laughs) I am excited to be rid of it because I, just like how I mentioned, I'm just clearing out the bathroom. That was like weight from my shoulders. It was amazing. And I want that weight to be gone from everywhere. But isn't it ironic? It's around Christmas. We now have... Um, just a few days till Christmas, and you're trying to get rid of things, but you know you're getting something, you know. 
someone is going to get um, me something and then I'm going to have it but I will say um, I did just come out and say like hey there are just a few things it's like I'm not trying to restrict you <laughs> from getting me a present but in all honesty maybe just not clothes please <laughs> don't need clothes I don't need a purse I don't need another pair of shoes I'm working on getting rid of all that stuff if after I get rid of it all and I realize man I did need um, that one jacket to put all together yo I'll eat my words but I just personally want to get rid of what I want to get rid of and then move on forward from there and okay so one two more interesting little points and so first I believe I've shared this before but um, when it comes to ethics there's a saying which I did not write down and so I'm going to give you the um, KT abridged version and it basically says that everyone has ethics until it affects them and so everyone's morality is perfect and we all know right from wrong and then when it gets a little difficult we start changing our tune and I guess my point for just bringing that out to make sure I added it is I don't know what I would do if I felt slighted by a company so much to have a rant, but I hope it wouldn't be to completely trash them. Like, I just hope that I'm always just keeping myself in check and because for the most part, of course, you can take it back. It's like you can, online these days, you can delete your words. You can remove the video. But in reality, you've already said it. It's it's already done. You can't go back from that. And I personally just don't want to get to that point. I don't want to ever feel like I want to take something like that back. And so there are many times I... I'm silent, and I promise you it's because there are so many things that I want to say that I just don't want to say and have to regret them. <laughs> and sometimes I say them. I cannot lie. I cannot lie. Sometimes I say them. I remember one time, I would say the most recent time, which was actually a while ago, and I've been doing so well since then. Um, I said something, and I knew it was mean. I... <laughs> I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, and I said it because I was so tired. There are people who spout some negative stuff, and I don't know why else you say something unless you believe it, and so I just, and it wasn't mean, it was just I was speaking the truth of what 
the negative words that were being spoken to me, I just spoke back the negative that that was saying in a different way because what was coming to me was, you know, like, oh, everything in life is so terrible and everything sucks. And I was like, man, this is, has been like half an hour of this. <laughs> and you're dragging me down, bro. You're dragging me down. And so... I don't remember what I said. I don't want to. I don't want to remember either. I bet um, down there in my unconscious, I don't really want to remember. But I just recall saying something back. Well, geez, if it sucks so much, why are you doing what you're doing? That seems like a terrible way of living life. Um, and that's your whole entire life. Do you want to go through life hating it? And I, and how I say it now, it's like, oh, that seems right. Like, yeah, do you want to go through life hating it? But I said it in a, it was mean. It was in a mean way because at that moment I was apparently just, not ready to hear someone's complaining and so <laughs> it was mean <laughs> since then I, I think I've grown just a little bit not too much but just enough <laughs> and so for me this last time that I can remember like just letting someone sort of having it, laying it all out, but I don't, I don't want to go there often, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a cool place to go, because afterwards I'm thinking, man, do I have to apologize, which I didn't, um, and not because I was like, so high and mighty on myself, like, oh, they needed to hear this, I didn't because I actually would say it pushed um, that person to have an honest um, conversation, like past the layers of sarcasm and past the um, negativity and just talk about where they were going, not where they've been, not where they are, but it's like just paint the picture of where you're going and Let's just focus on that for like two minutes. We can go back to this negative stuff, but <laughs> I haven't heard one constructive thing, and if that's going to be your whole entire life, it's going to suck. That was more like what I had said, but still, still a little meaner, and so, <laughs> and it might not have been that mean, but I remember, I thought it was mean, and so... <laughs> I don't know if I'm just being hard on myself. We might never know. We might never know. <laughs> but um, last little note, um, I'm planning an event in Orlando, which I'm very excited for. And so an event was the reason why I was in Las Vegas in the first place. And so um, next event location, is in Orlando and so that should be amazing. Orlando's a legit place and I intend on going there the first week in January to scope 
out the venues. Um, I wouldn't eat it just one place while I'm there, because why not? But as always, thank you for listening to Simple Living with KT. And certainly, um, as always, if you have any um, topics that you'd like to hear me talk about in the way that I do, <laughs> let me know in a message. And I will try to structure something around for you and have such a great day and keep some mm, and I'm having tongue problems Um, have a great day and keep simple living ciao